Okay, principles of passion, take one. It's principles of passion. Molly and I share a passion. Hey, I am very passionate. Oh, how nice. It is his passion. Michael and I share a passion. It's a bit of a passion for me. It's my passion. I've learned a lot, and I've followed my passion. Here's your host, Chris Thomas, with Denora Robles and Dominic Cimino. Streaming live on Facebook at Your Passion First. Principles of Passion. This is Chris Thomas. We're here on Principles of Passion. We're in WGN Radio Studios. Oh, unfortunately, my man, Dominic, he's out today. But over yonder, <laughs> I see my co-host, Denora. And we have the lovely Francine Bailey. Hi! So, Francine's a career adventurist, an attorney. What I really like is, is she's classy, she's sassy, <laughs> she's a bit smart-assy. <laughs> And always more prepared than the next guy or girl. She defies description, but all you really need to know is that she's the woman to call when you need a straight answer and a few feathers ruffled. So, Francine, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me um, how we became to know each other, what brought you onto the show, just tell me more about you. So what you're saying is you don't remember when we met. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. I, I see our relationship super important. I need, to know. <laughs> I need the people to know. No, we met uh, at Advanced Resources when we were both working there when I was doing my adult gap year. That lasted two years. <laughs> and then after I left, obviously, you and I kept in touch, and you asked me to join you because you didn't realize it's a bad idea to put a mic in front of me. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> that, that's her modest nature. Um, so just to anyone tuning in, first of all, thank you. If you're tuning on Facebook, you're tuning in on Instagram, uh, wherever you're tuning in, social media handle, your passion first, your passion one ST. The reason I started this show is in my 10 years in staffing, very limited experience, but I feel like I've come across a lot of people not following their passion and, and just kind of taking a job just to take a job, right, just to, to put food on the table. And I mean, as I important. speak now and as I get more immersed with the younger generation, um, I'm understanding that they have the same flaws, right? They're lacking, whether it be a vision, a plan. And I think as we get older, I think we all tend to steer away from that if we're not focused. And what I wanted to do is, is try and host a show that could inspire people, right? Inspire me, but really inspire others out there to want to chase their passion and Sometimes we need motivation from those around us that are, that are overcoming adversity, that are dealing with BS in their life while still trying to follow that passion or put that passion first. And one thing I really took note of when I first met Francine was that she was very regimented in her routine. And to me, to be able to put patterns in your life to allow you to deal with the things that come out of nowhere is so crucial, right, to deal with the little mundane things in life. And I wanted to bring her on because she's always showed me that that's what she's about, and I wanted to kind of get her take on how she lives her life, how she 
uses that mundane uh, way of thinking to to just kind of drive her. So um, thank you. Again, I wanted to give the overview. Again, we're here on principles of passion. Just trying to talk about adversity. So my first question to you. What has been uh, the biggest pivotal point in your life where you had to realize, like, I just got to get it done. I just got to do this. I just got to grind through this. I just got to figure out a way. Has there, and maybe there's been multiple, but right. for you, has there been a defining moment where you made a decision to just start grinding? Um. No, <laughs> I was promised no hard questions. <laughs> so, no, I can't say that there's a pivotal moment, a precipitating event that happened. Um, but one thing that is true is when I was a freshman year or sophomore, a freshman or sophomore in high school, I want to say, my mom said to me, you better, yo, you better work. Well, let me, let me stop. My mother has never said yo in her entire life, but translate it to how I speak. It was, yo, you better work hard because um, you're going to have to get some scholarships to go to college. So it was at that point, I like to say I peaked in high school because I was a badass in high school. By the time I got to senior year, I had uh, Advanced French, Challenge, AP Government, AP Physics. So not a bad, like you weren't a bad kid. <laughs> no. You were like rising was, to the top of your game. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. I was at the top. I was, you know, all these AP courses, plus I was in orchestra, sure. plus I was head cheerleader, uh, plus I played tennis. Rah, 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 <laughs> you know, be aggressive. If we can do that later, if you like. Um, and I was active in church, and I applied for every scholarship in the history of ever, and I got a lot of them because my mom said, if you want to go to college, actually, it wasn't even an if. It was, when you go to college, take some scholarships with you. So as a result, I had a music scholarship. I had an academic scholarship. I got more scholarships my sophomore year that were only open to sophomores, so I don't know if that's a pivotal point or a pivotal conversation. Definitely. Let me ask you, though, in, in going through and, and um, getting those accolades and achievements, what drove you to want to continue to, to be better than everyone else or to, to achieve, so to speak? Yeah, so it's, I'm not one of these people where it's a competition. Right. I wasn't competing against everyone else. A lot of people like to say, I need to be better than everybody else. I, I didn't care. I knew I needed to get scholarships, and I knew that I was going to college and that it needed to be paid for one way or the other. So um, it was just a matter of fact. It was just what you do. So I like to tell people we were out to dinner um, with another family and the uh, son was a year ahead of me and so the question that was posed was oh is is uh, is Jay going to college when he finishes at the end of the year it was an if question mm -hmm. it was never an if question for me the question was which college is Francine going to so it was just sort of what you do yeah. right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so set yourself yeah. up and that's yeah it's awesome that you say that because I like I talk with these students that are in pivotal points in their life and they're trying to figure out like what, what's their mission in life like what, what what's driving them 
and they all feel like it's this grand scheme. And it is, right? You have to have a vision. But the daily tasks that you just do, right? The waking up in the morning and just working out. Right. Right? The fasting just because you want to control your mind a little bit more. Right? Doing the little tiny things, but doing all the little tiny things. Right? Not just, right. Oh, I'm going to do one little thing and then I'm going to try and go ahead. It's like, no. All of those little things, they add up. Especially over the course of a day when you got 85 little things and maybe you only do half of them. But you strove to achieve 85 and some people aren't even striving to achieve one goal. Right. And so I think those little things, to your point, it's not about, oh, I got to be better. It's like, no, I just got to fucking do what I got to do. Right. It's just, I, like, you didn't give me an it. option. They're, they're, yeah. The options sorry, were mom, taken. Sorry, mom, for fuck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The, see, I'm not going to show my mom the show. So, you know, I can say it's whatever I like. But the, I think that's not I think. I, I don't like to say I think. I know a lot of it was the options were taken away. Right. So that's when I got my first job, 10% went to savings and 10% went to tithing. It wasn't an option. It was just what what you you do. So as a result, I had that discipline for my whole life. And, you know, when I I bought my first house at 29, because I'd been tithing and saving 10%. And my husband likes to point out, that's 20% of your paycheck gone (laughs) (laughs) for two years straight. People in their 20s don't do that. And I was like, what are you talking about? Everybody in their 20s do that. He was like, listen to me when I tell you. That 20%, I would have been popping bottles. And I was like, now scamming guys out of drinks because I can afford it. Well said. Like that in comments? Well said. Any comments? May or may not have bootlegged a couple times. Don't tell anyone. I love it. She's amazing in every aspect, I have to say. Hashtag I admire her. Hashtag hey, workaround. Women empowerment. Yes. Yes. Right now. No. I just, yeah. I found a new role model. I found a new role model. Give me a number later, okay? Uh, <laughs> well, dude, this is a thing. This yeah. is happening. Yeah. For sure. So let me uh, let me go over this quote. There, there's a an author. She's she wrote a memoir. Her name's Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm. And her memoir. Oh, was, I read that book. Yeah. In 2000, 2006 memoir. Eat, yep. pray, love. Um, I have not read it. I've read multiple excerpts from it, and I really like this one. It stood out to me based on kind of our discussion today. She said, creativity itself doesn't care at all about results. The only thing it craves is the process. Learn to love the process and let whatever happens next happen without fussing too much about it. Work like a monk or a mule or some other representative metaphor for diligence. Love the work. Destiny will do what it wants with you regardless. That's good. Dunora, what do you what do you think about that one? It's deep. It is. And I was gonna ask you actually, and I don't mean to like point it at you, but which is so interesting. <laughs> and so did you enjoy the process? Because you had so much going on and specifically in high school, you were AP did you enjoy the process or were you just like work, 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 forget about everything and just like focusing in and just on, on the goal pretty much? Did you enjoy it? Right. So this is a safe space, right? We're in the we circle of trust. We tr- circle of trust. Kumbaya. No judgment zone. Go for it. I struggle with enjoy the journey. 
<gasps> that is my struggle. I do not enjoy the journey. Let's just get there. And that's traveling. You know, when I was little, we used to drive down to Arkansas. We drove every year. Yes, I was that girl. Um, and that's in traveling and in life. I struggle mm -hmm. with that. That is good advice. That's how you wake up every day and get it done and don't hate everything in that moment. Um, so I agree that that's what should be happening. But okay. quite frankly, that is not what happens with me. It's, it's just not. I, was it an impatient thing or was it a perfectionist thing? Like why, why when you met, when you said, like the whole process, is it... I yeah, why, yeah, why is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think I like hard work. <laughs> that's a smart <laughs> smart so smart you don't no, do it, but I don't smarter, yeah. like it, right? So, okay, let's talk about the gym because one thing that Chris... <laughs> why do you got to go there? Because, <laughs> because Chris was like, he was like, you should be on the show because we're going to be talking about diligence. And I said, I don't know anything about that. And he said, but just if I know you... You're diligent in the gym. This is what you do. I because that's that. a good and example. You said it because you you love it. It's what you do. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't go to the gym because I'm diligent. Direct quote. I said, I because I go out of guilt and vanity. That's why I go. I love the results of hard work. Oh my God, I, love I do the not honesty. like <laughs> hard work. Yeah. So the results drive me. The end that's game good. drives me. But. The reason why I say that is good advice from Elizabeth Gilbert, which, by the way, if you haven't read the book, read the book. I haven't seen the movie because I'm one of those people that wants to read better. the book. Eat, I don't want to pray, see. love. Eat, pray, is love. The book, book is much better. She also has a TED Talk that's really fabulous. Okay. Yes, that's better. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the reason why it's better to love the journey is that if you don't get the results that you seek because you took a left turn or because you had to stop, a good one for me is if you get injured in the gym, which has happened to me a couple times. Um, so much, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just you, you know, I you, it's a few pounds. Vision. That's Jeez. also her vision. Like, it's a, it's a few pounds. <laughs> it's a few pounds, but. If you love the journey, then when you have to stop or take a detour or something changes, you're not disappointed the oh, way you would true. be if you only love the results. So I've had a lot of disappointments in my life because it was the result that I wanted and, and it wasn't the journey that I loved. So it's following the purpose. That's, I mean, that's a... That's a a very, very, very honest answer. Yes. To be honest, you know? I, and I agree with that. And that's how it's supposed to be. I mean... It, it is. Yeah. But... but to, to everything it's you real. said, yes, I agree. Yes, that's how we all should be thinking. Should be, being that. No, <laughs> that's not how we're all thinking. No, it's and not. So I, I, what I look at is how have I thought in my worst moments and how I've wanted to think in my best, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I want to go hard at something and enjoy the grind every day, but if I don't have a vision mapped out of where I'm trying to get, then that grind is distasteful to me because I don't know what I'm grinding for. Right? I'm just grinding and, oh, I got to network with this, but got to read this. Gotta, yeah. Well, what's your vision? Right. Well, a sense of direction is different than the enjoyment you get out of getting there. It's... The it's, sense of direction tells you where you're going. Right. Enjoying the process is um, why you're going. Right. I agree. And it's agree. helpful to have both, but your life is more difficult if you don't enjoy the process. Just well, speaking from my personal experience. Well, if experience. you're following your passion 
in my opinion, if, if you're putting your passion first, hence the show, then you're organizing things in a way where you are setting goals, you are setting a plan in place to help drive you to that vision. Right, but if you're not putting, if you're just putting whatever forward, oh, I'm gonna go be a systems engineer. Well, why? Why I want to go do this? Well, how does that tie? Like a kid today said, I want to be cybersecurity, but he likes gaming. So why are you doing cybersecurity if you could be a systems engineer? Oh, I never thought of marrying my passion with technology. It's like if you align with your passion. All that other stuff is gonna fold itself in in the right fashion, in my in my opinion. Yeah. But people get thrown off, I think, a lot just by a again not planning, not having a vision, but then not putting themselves around the right people to help That's align what it is. Them with that. It's that motivation factor, and who you surround yourself with. True. Yeah. So, who did you surround yourself with during high school in this whole process? Like, who, in the sense of were they just as because as achievers as you were, or? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. Th- I, hmm. you don't Let me think before I talk. Because I think you look at them as just. We surround I'm, I'm doing like, better than me, not necessarily better than someone else. Competing right. with yourself, which I agree. Right. But you still need. You need to be surrounded by the right the fire. People. So if you. So I was surrounded by people who were also in several activities and or taking advanced courses and that's been true my entire life um i didn't have friends that were you know i was the only one going home to do homework and then they were all getting high on 420 um which is not to say that i'm judging getting high more like they weren't getting high every celebrating 420 every day every every day (laughs) every day so um, though those two things were uh, uh, cohesive, okay. I would say, and I would say that's true now. Um, it it it's one of those things where I I don't know which came first, the the chicken or the egg. Was mm. I were those my friends because I was in advanced classes and we were all having the same conversations or on the same schedules, or did I have those friends and they put? No, I actually do know what came first. I, <laughs> I love it. I just did yeah. that, and then we were friends because we were on the same schedule. That's awesome. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to reset, I, I really love mentoring and coaching. It's one of my passions. Um, and when I say one of, aside from my son, it's my biggest passion. Um, but I, I think we all should be passionate about family and life and having fun and doing the right thing. How can we take our passions outside of the basic elements of life into workplace, if you you know, for lack of better terms, but into um, having sustainable income from that passion? You know, and I think we all try to get there. We all want to be doing what we love to do every day, right, and not look at everything else. But there's a journey to get to that. You know, and I think we are we are all con- going through it right now to be able to do what sets our soul on fire for a living every day. Yeah. You know, and I, I think if, if anyone were in their right mind, I think that's what people's journeys would be to live happily and to do what sets their soul on fire. Um, I don't think a lot of people are doing that. And I think even less people that are trying to immerse themselves into the job market are doing it because they're dealing with other 
variables in their life as well as in the communities of the organizations they're trying to be a part of. And so I think what's essential for just us as a population to understand is go with your heart. Go with, go with what you like to do and you will find out the rest along the way with a plan in place, right? If you try and weave through life doing what I did for a while is trying to appease everyone else and what they think of you, you will fail. You will not be happy, you will not be successful, and you will fail unless you're a supreme marketer or advertiser or salesman where you can completely take yourself out of your shell and look at everyone else. But if you're trying to do you and I think make yourself completely happy, um, I think that's essential to, re to really do that, to dig deep. To recap, we have 10 principles. What my goal is, is to bring speakers on that bring more principles to the table for us. Um, I'm definitely gonna lean on you for a couple outside of How mundane <laughs> working, which I, I truly appreciate that sense of diligence because that's what our show is about, about just going hard at something and knowing that it's gonna be boring in the process but that's because you're only breaking off 5% every day, mm -hmm. a little chunk. And that can be repetitive and boring. Um, and so do the right thing was our first one. Attitude is everything. Do not let your emotions get the best of you. Believe in yourself. Set goals. Stay organized. Anthony was on last week talking about 85% of all jobs are filled by networking. Francine, today, diligence is the father of perseverance and persistence. If you don't have an education, you better have a craft or a lot of money. And even if you have all three, nothing in life is guaranteed. We're going to have Marco from LinkedIn talking next week about grinding without an education, but with a skill and a craft. And then lastly, we're going to have Morgan Field on in two weeks, who's the author of Epic Sexy. I'm on the cover. Check your boy out. Um, no, real talk. One of, my, one of my best friends, great people, great motivational, just person. She's an awesome person, you know, um, in, in her words and, and in the way she goes about her life. So super excited to have her on. Again, we're here on Principles of Passion, WGN Studios. What are the characteristics, Francine, of a diligent person? Yes. Uh, hey. Your no, characteristics. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, no, what's your characteristic? Because obviously, obviously it works. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what's your principle? Um, or defining, or yeah. a couple, or one. How can girls, young girls be like you? In other words, I, I'm going to derive that question. <laughs> direct that question. Other than have a mom just says, just fucking do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need someone in your life that's like, just fucking do right, it. Right. Just be like Nike. Just do it. Yeah. Get a check mark. Let's, let's get it done. Yeah. But it starts with confidence. Wouldn't you say that you, you're a confident woman and that's what pushed you forward? No. I wouldn't that. say that. When did um, you find your confidence? I yeah. don't have an answer to that either. We so were, I was promised no hard questions. Okay. This is good. Um, this is real. This is real. For the I would say, so this, there was a few questions there, and I'm going to try to answer them. Mm -hmm. Characteristics of, do, mm -hmm. of diligence, not due diligence. That was a very lawyer thing. <laughs> um, is stick-to-itiveness. Um, say it again. Stick-to-itiveness. Wow. Which is a real word. Stick-to-itiveness. You just have to stick to it. 
I like it. <laughs> or to be a cheerleader. Easy to remember. Stick it. Yeah. Um, stick to itiveness is is the thing. Okay. Um, it's the most concrete thing I can give you because when people say things like grit, what does that mean? Right. Someone define it for me. That's a new term. Everyone's just <laughs> on top of it. Um, it's a trend. Do you need confidence? I don't have an answer for you, but what you do need is the ability to um, stand your ground when everyone else is doing the opposite. Confidence. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if you're always, sometimes you have to fake it until you make it. So I agree with you that. might not always be yeah. confident in it, but you have to be able to withstand the storm or, or uh, reject what everyone else is doing. So let, let that takes power, yeah. And again, I always thank Denora for introducing me to Gary Vee. Um, when you say fake it till you make it, oh, here he Gary, goes. Gary Vee <laughs> checks a little bit against that because he feels that be real, just grind, don't fake it. Go with what you got and what you're doing. Sure. Kind of. What What would you say to offset that a little? Bit? I would wonder how much of that attitude is a result of white male privilege. Ooh. Fair enough. Fair it, enough. Sometimes you have the option to be real and be who you are because that fits into the environment that you're in. Wow. And well said. Sometimes you need to put on a mask in order to fit in until you have the credibility to tell people exactly what you think. And let me let me clarify that because a lot of people No, I don't need clarification. Me, not for you, no, not for, not for you, not for our audience, because what you said was that's No, no, we don't need any mansplaining here. That so, was very well, clear. That was code switching. Right? And so yeah. when you when you think about putting yourself in an environment and having to code switch, I've started thinking negatively about the word code switching because it's, to me, making you be someone you're not. But the way that you just put it was more eloquently put versus saying code switching. It's like, no, I'm not switching who I am. I'm actually putting myself in an environment, trying to understand who my audience is, first of all. I'm not going to go to a fine dining restaurant and wear jeans with holes in them. Okay, I'm understanding who my audience is, and some people may, any give it, what, any, what? I mean, maybe? some people may. Okay, okay. Depending, okay, so here's, maybe. here's a funny thing about that. If I go to Capitol Grill right now sure. in jeans with holes in them, they'll seat me and serve me a $200 meal easily. Okay. But if I go to a club that shall remain nameless that serves brunch in River North, they'll make me leave <laughs> if I've got Jordan's your on. audience. It's your, your audience. audience. But it's more than that, right? So if you, if you think about this, right, sure. if, if, uh, your significant other refers to you as Zaddy. Hey, Zaddy. Well, what he Where are we going tonight? We just found out. What does he call you? This is not my significant other. But I was getting interested. Y'all <laughs> are out in public, right? Y'all yeah. are at a professional networking event. Yeah. And your significant other walks up to you and is like, hey, Zaddy, what you want from the bar? That just doesn't fit yeah, in. No, First that's... of all, you don't want everybody else in the world knowing that's your nickname. Secondly, you don't want to invite other people to call you by that nickname. Right. So it's like you said, it's knowing your audience and your environment. So code switching can have a negative connotation because people are tired of doing it. And sometimes it can be taken to the ultimate extreme. 
I don't, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm necessarily an advocate of code switching, but I am an advocate, and this may be just the brainwashing that I've had over sure. my 30-odd yeah, yeah. years of life. I do believe that there are some environments where you do certain things and other environments where you don't. Right. What I don't agree with is when you're going to the ultimate extreme so that it's inauthentic. Right, so you're so, not being yourself. So you're not being yourself. So, and sometimes you have to build credibility before you can start telling people everything that you really think. I because they am. don't care. Right. They have to care first. Right. And that's not code switching. That's just keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> Gary Vee didn't start the that way. It's true. Like Gary Vee didn't start off that way. Like just, you know, seeing his opinions so candidly. But right. yeah, but it, it, you, I go back. You're right. It, it, it takes, it's all about time and place. At right. the end of the day, it's just a time and a place for everything. Right. So. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the best way that I've heard it put in terms of not even eloquent, but just real and, and how we interact because there are a lot of conversations I think going on about code switching and like, are we supposed to change ourselves? I think that's a, a big problem for a lot of young individuals coming into the job market. It's like, I want to be me. I want to go find a company that's me. There's all, well. Well, everybody can't be Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. Right. Right. Mark Zuckerberg wears a hoodie every day. Steve Jobs wore a black turtleneck every day. I'm not doing that, but that's because I prefer to be fly. <laughs> but, Ernie, but Ernie, we were just talking about this last week. Ernie, here at WGN, he does what he wants to do because he's found an environment, and not because I think the environment has found him because he's found what he loves to do. Being himself, right? But we were in staffing. And vice versa. We were in staffing right? together. What would happen if somebody showed up to an interview in jeans and a hoodie? In an <laughs> interview. In an Different. interview. However, how did I come to place. work some days, and how did I come to work other days? That was after you already had a job and built the credibility True. to get it. True. <laughs> but it all depends True. on the industry too, because the industry of technology—that right. is the look: jeans and a t-shirt. It and it's almost like that's it how you fit in. It also depends on the place, though, right. because Time, we're. Place. I remember audience. my first job, uh, the company that I had was originally based in Seattle. Okay. So they were very business casual, jeans on Friday. I was based here in Chicago, but, you know, the, the environment, the corporate culture was fed from Seattle. Sure. We were bought out by a Boston company where they're oh, far oh, more yes. straight-laced, and they expected a full-on suit every day. Oh, that's a shift. It, it was awful, so I have to say. So switch. it's all about time and place and audience. I mean, bottom line, that, I mean, that's it. There's, there's no code switching. There's understanding what environment you're placing yourself in and making sure that you uh, maneuver in the right fashion. You got to bob and weave. Fair enough. Right, bob and weave. Um, so Donna Reach is a women and life's coach, women, life and health coach, and last name r-e-i-s-h but she had some pretty profound topics that i kind of wanted to bring up like one of them was how do you check your diligence like how do you what, monitor what, it what do you do to say hey like i want to be more diligent i want to be more about what my mission what my plan what my strategy is what are some tips you ladies would have to to anyone out there trying to better themselves in terms of diligence believe that's to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, what works for me, the good old fashioned writing things down and just checking in each week, each, 
each day, each week, and each month. Sure. So I, I just keep it really simple. I write, the, you know, where, where, what goal I want to attain, how fast I want to attain it, or the timeline, and just check on it. I just keep it that simple. Is that specific? <laughs> Measurable? Attainable? Speaking like a project I manager. With <laughs> RT, not a true project manager, but I, I hear things. So it's smart goals is what we're talking about. And just staying focused, and I go back to just having the confidence, staying focused, and just really stay focused on that vision and don't keep your eyes off of it. That's what works for me, and it's been so far. But you might have something better. Um. Because you really go in. <laughs> she really goes in. I'm just like, I'll write it down. I might have an eraser, erase it, so write it. Finish it, then write it down yeah. so you can cross it off. I'm a good one for that. Uh, I, it, that might depend on what the goal or the habit, or what the goal or the diligent thing is. Um, for me, creating a habit. Ooh, so true. for the gym, it was creating a habit. For studying, it was creating a habit. Um, and creating a habit starts so, small. So let, thank you for adding that end piece about starting small. So when you did start going to the gym, for those people out there that are just looking to not necessarily, you know, be like me and you. Why did I get like on this one? Like Sona. I'm just little on the big side. That's what you want to call it. <laughs> but no real talk for those people that are that haven't worked out right yeah and i only play basketball a hand raise over there. For those of us that have not worked out, what would you say would be something that you could work on starting tomorrow to increase your diligence surrounding working out? Like what's I Nike just do it, sorry. Go right, on. Nike just do it. Um sponsored by Nike. I <laughs> wish <laughs> ready for my sneaker deal anytime. Or just a free pair of those Serena I'll take Once. those. That was awesome. Um, blazers. They must be blazers. <laughs> I'm focused here. I'm focused I love it. So um, I, I read an article once that said in order to create a habit, you start so small that it's ridiculous that you won't do it. So if you want to get in the habit of flossing, you just floss one tooth a night. It's absurd to not to be to ignore flossing to that one, one tooth. tooth. Right. And, you floss that one tooth. and then <laughs> eventually you up it to two once that's a habit. I agree. Then yeah, you keep going until you have all of them. So when do you define the habitual pe or when do you like up your game? Like when do I say, Oh uh, okay, I did one, do I skip to three? Oh. Or do I You can't skip to three. Day? Why can't why not skip to three? If you feel like you can do three, go for it. There doesn't have to be a defined way to do this. So as it relates to working out, I wouldn't go and lift one weight. That would be <laughs> <laughs> one rep, go, like that one commercial. But maybe you start with uh, waking up early and walking around the block. Or maybe just you... one time. Just, walk one time. Or, just to do it, to discipline. Or 10 you. squats. Yeah. Body squats. Body weight squats. 10 but of even them. Even so simple. So simple. to walk around the block. Just to discipline your mind to do something 
that you weren't doing already to get you to where you're trying to go. Problem is, people don't want to take that action. What? What? That's that's the thing. What? We we cannot create habits, but if I don't take that one piece of action, nothing's gonna fall through. People that don't want to take action. Don't want to fucking succeed. Or I agree. they want to succeed. They don't want to put in the work. They don't. No, they don't. You don't. You don't want. To. And there is you yeah. don't. If you have a when it comes to completing something, if you don't want to get to the completion of being successful, then you will demonstrate that not wanting by not getting stuff done, just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know if it's that simple. I think everyone wants to succeed. Everyone has the desire to succeed. What? Not everyone Something has we don't. the... Well, I, the okay, desire? Let me, let me change this. Okay. No one like has the process. No one has the desire to fail. Good. That no is one true. Wants no one wants to, to fail. fail. Yeah. And the opposite. I'm assuming for the moment that the opposite of failure is success, as opposed to staying the same. Right. Okay. So just okay. to set up my sure. my argument here. So everyone has a desire to succeed. That's where that comes from. Not everyone has the desire to take the steps to succeed. Not everyone knows the steps required to succeed, and not everyone has the clarity of vision to realize they're not taking the steps necessary. So then by definition, are they trying to succeed? By definition, yes. They're trying because they believe they're trying, but, but they're they not taking the, the appropriate definition steps. definition of success. That's not true. Everyone's definition of success is different. Agree. Just because you want to make $10 million by the time you're 50 doesn't mean that I do. But what about what my intention is? And, like, my intention is just to grind and accomplish my mission. So that's not too different from someone else that's trying to succeed, right, not trying to fail. You're trying to accomplish your mission just like I'm trying to get to where I'm trying to be. How do we, like, how is that different? We're not too different. Right. I actually think we need to back it up a little bit to define success because of uh, uh, particularly with millennials and Americans, this is, it's a very American thing to think that you have to a follow your passion and b that success look that success equals money. Right. And a lot of people, right. the reason they don't take the steps necessary to make that ten million dollars by the time they're fifty, they don't really want it. They actually prefer time, or they want the ability to relax. Or they want to build a family. They want to look good to naked. Yeah. The sacrifices required to get that $10 million by the time they're 50 aren't actually worth it. So they look like they're intentionally not succeeding when what they're really doing is redefining success for themselves and not admitting it. And to that point, those people end up not happy. Because they're not admitting what makes them truly happy. Right. And, dig and maybe you are at 50 but it took you that long to figure out, like, shit, I should have just been chasing what I love to do when I was 20. And I would have been happy by 30, making 100000 as opposed to grinding till 50 to try and make 250000 when I'm not happy and I got to let it all go. Right. At 50. And then they start, you know, they, they buy the Audi R8. <laughs> They're trying to fill that hole, right? Yeah, they buy expensive things. Or, you know, they right. buy the Chanel bag or the Chanel slides. I was just listening to that song. <laughs> um, that are actually uncomfortable per the song. I wouldn't <laughs> know. I don't have any Chanel slides. 
yet. But yeah, check those out. Uh, <laughs> um, they they are buying these things to make themselves feel better and to have the markers of success as defined by their circle. I'm not even going to say society. So they're just circle. looking successful. But they look successful, well, but they're successful. not because they're very very bitter that they're at work from 7 a.m. until 10 a.m. and they're missing the rest of their and life. They're, and they're they're in a sense. It's a status thing. Place winners living in the seventh place winner world when we've gotten so satisfied with not being number one. Like what happened to just grinding till you're going to be the greatest? Well, that's the thing though. It's defining it. Your definition of greatest might not be my definition of greatest might not be her definition. For sure. For sure. Because I know for sure you don't want to do what I do. If you did, you would have gone to law school, but you didn't want to because law school sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. Tell us more. It is like going to law school out there. I do not want to go to law school. Right. I do not want to go to law school. That truly takes diligence (laughs) and hard work. Monday. (laughs) Um, That's good. That's good stuff. So, and I keep kind of circulating around similar questions. How do I become more diligent? You create a habit. How do you create a habit out of nothing? First, you have to. I don't know. Let's make this up as we go along, shall we? First, <laughs> well, let's you have not to. Logically, like <laughs> Francine does, because without even as you saying do. it, you do that. Already, <laughs> so. First, it's it's funny the reflection of what people think of you. I think that's really funny. So <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I thought I was shooting from the hip. I thought I was just making it up, shooting from the hip. And Chris is like, no, this is going to be very logical. So no, pretty smart people. no pressure. So the first item of business to create a habit is to define what the goal is. What's your yes. why? What's your why? What's your why? The second step, in my opinion is to identify the steps it takes to get there. Then the last thing is to identify the first step. Tomorrow. That you need to take. Right. Now next week, I'm going to start tomorrow. Today. Yeah, today, yes. Today. The first step you need. If the first step is to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, then the first step is to set the alarm tonight. Yes, agreed. And then the second step is to take your happy ass to bed early so okay. you can wake up. And, and get up. And get up. And just do it. And then if you don't get up... You're con- you need a contingency plan, Ooh. in my opinion. If plan you B. that's key, that's key. Don't wake up. Then plan B, is. you work out at night. Plan B is okay. I didn't wake up, but when I did get up, I stayed up, and then I'm going to go to bed earlier tomorrow or today because we've not sure. woken up at this yeah. point. So it's identifying the steps and then identifying the steps you need to do the steps. And having right. a fallback plan. And having a fallback because plan. Because as Morgan Field says it, the ninja mind will try and talk you out of the things you need to be doing to get to what makes you happy. They'll try and talk you out of the grind. So it goes back to enjoying that process because then if you create that habit, enjoy the process. Even if you fail a couple of times, just keep going and just stay focused. And right. there you go. And have a good support system you know, and have a plan in place because you can – Stay on course all day, but where where's your course? Right, you you can't take a destination trip anywhere if you don't know where you're trying to get. And it takes knowing where you're trying to get. Oh, we're gonna stop here. We're gonna stop there. We're gonna stop there. And building those steps. And if you're thinking of it grandiose, you're walking back. You're saying, "I want to be here 
here's what five months looks like. Okay, let me divide that into five. Here's what each month looks like. Right. You know, and you break it backwards as opposed to trying to walk uphill. I think it's a lot harder to look at the ultimate goal than it is to look at the next goal. Yeah, very, very much so. So it's like today, next. So it's like today, tomorrow. Today, tomorrow. But if you're today, not, and, and yes, very, very much I meant so. on a day-to-day -day basis. You have to identify the ultimate goal, but Absolutely. on a day-to-day -day basis, it's a lot harder to look at. So when I was going to law school, right, it's a lot harder to look at I want to be a partner at a large law firm than it is to look at, I need to get through Crim Pro 1. But it's a lot harder to it's look realistic. at Crim 1 if you don't have the end goal. Because you can look at it and you can see it. Oh, that, yeah, that's what I need to do right now. If you don't got this, you don't know if this is what you need to do right now because you don't know where this is. Right. You're aligned. But she's taking the first big step, which is focused on being a lawyer first. And then after I'm a lawyer, partner, which is much more... She graduated. She 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 did it. <laughs> so we will follow her advice. Okay. So we're gonna follow what she says. <laughs> Just say it. But it's true, right? So you're like your you, your goals are realistic. I mean, I could be a little bit of a dreamer sometimes. I'm like, okay, I'm not a millionaire. Like, what's going on? Or a billionaire? But you are realistic about it. You're like, well, let me get to the first part, my first phase. It's phases. First phase, then we become a lawyer. After that, let's talk about me ruling the world or whatever it is. Right. Well, I identified the big goal first. Mm -hmm. Before I got Focal to law point. school, mm -hmm. I had the big goal. And then I backed into it. Good. Like, what do I need to do right now to get to that big goal? And that started all the way back in high school, like I said. That's ambitious. I was, yeah, I was a strange kid. So. Well, you just do it, though. You just you got it done. Right, I got it done, but that was because I knew that ult I knew elementary school it, it, it moved a little bit but i knew in elementary school i was going to be a lawyer this, this that's was awesome law middle school i knew that it was going to be corporate law high school it took high school for me to figure out what the titles were that i was headed towards but by the time i got to high school then i was always working towards the ultimate goal but what i concerned myself on a day-to-day -day basis was passing this class what ignited you said it started from elementary school. What ignited, like, I want to become a lawyer? <laughs> I mean, because elementary school, I'm like, uh, I'm not eating paste or I something. I don't know. I'm not eating paste. I don't know. Listen to me. But something must have ignited that. And what was that? What triggered that? Uh, well, the the true and honest answer, again, safe space, circle of trust. Circle of trust. No judgment. Back. <laughs> I wanted to be Claire Huxtable. Period. Love that. Hashtag. <laughs> that is so right. <laughs> no, that's Heathcliff. I wanted to be Claire. I love um, that. She told off Eldon specifically, but oh, hashtag representation matters. <laughs> I wanted to be Claire Huxtable, and I that is went amazing. forth and I didn't marry you a doctor. You picked the right role model for that one. I didn't marry a doctor so or have five you. kids, TV but yeah, I got the law degree. <laughs> That is awesome. Claire Huxtable. We all if memory serves, she was actually a real estate attorney, but I got close. Corporate, um, real, corporate real estate specifically. Is she, re is she really now? Is that what she does? No. Claire Huxtable? Yeah. yeah, she was a corporate real estate I'll attorney. Real time. Real time. Felicia right Rashad? No, she's an, an actress. actress. <laughs> That's what I was thinking you said. Yeah, Most yeah. recently on This Is Us. Prior to that, Yes. Who has he got a new show? It's been really on for like four years. People. It's a good, it's a tearjerker. But I don't watch story. it because I don't understand yeah. watching shows that yeah. make you want to no, cry. But, but that's why she's prior, prior to that, she was in the Drake video. 
What? Telling dude to get back. Yes. Yes. Chris, it's yes. not that this is us as garbage. It's just not built for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never watched it because people always Jagger. talk about how they cry in every well, episode. And I'm like, watches it. I don't, so, I don't understand yeah. why I want to cry. I don't either. My wife I, watches is, it and she sits there and she's like, mm, it's just so good. But then you're crying. Like, it's, I mean, like, it's not what I watch TV I for. Laugh. I don't like going to see really scary stuff and Same. I don't stuff to cry. I mean, this is my person. We, we're here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in Dude, no, I don't intentionally want to be scared and I don't intentionally want to cry. I want to laugh my whole entire ass off. Right, the whole time. I feel great. No, that's I why I scared. watch reality TV because <laughs> hilarious. I like her actually. We need to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go inside. Ready to go inside. <laughs> Which reality show do you like the most? Oh, the most? Real Housewives all day. <laughs> all day. Okay, we're gonna switch subjects. <laughs> Atlanta and Beverly <laughs> Hills. Yes. Potomac and New York. We're not doing that. And Orange <laughs> County. That was actually really good. Followed by. I'll be in Atlanta in June. For my Real Housewives. I'll come see. You. Sorry, boo. Oh, he just said he would you leave you Atlanta for Portia. I would punch her in the face. All right, Atlanta. <laughs> he just said he would um, leave you for Portia. Williams. I didn't say I'd leave anybody for anybody. That's what I heard. Easy. That's what Easy. I heard. Easy. That was, it back, guys. That's the story I'm telling. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's reel it back in. This is what happens when we have an hour-long podcast. I mean, I see some people out there doing two and a half hours. I was like, what are y'all talking no, about for two and a half hours? People will be sleeping and what they'll never come out again. The, my favorite podcast after this one is usually <laughs> two and a half hours. Winning. Yeah. Good. Well, that's not us. It that will not is. be us. They, they Dude, take that's it. a movie. We were just talking about laughing, and I laugh the entire time. I, I mean, and at the very end, they cuss people out, which is always fun. I mean, what podcast is it, if I may ask? It's The Read. Okay. Uh, that was Joe Rogan. <laughs> so I after, Joe after Rogan. Principles of Passion, I'm going to check out. As you should. Read. You should. Better two be hours? It, they're usually in there for like two so hours. So listen to it while I'm watching the gym. Lori Lightfoot, 26%. Tony Preckwinkle. Oh, all the polls were right. I'm not saying we got a winner yet, but it looks pretty dominating. No, it's over. At they, they, this called point. they called it. They called it. It's over. No. I would also of Chicago. like you to point out that it's winning. It's a black woman either way. Yeah, either way. And Hashtag I would also. Uh, Tony Preckwinkle, I don't know about fully black. Hashtag, hey, hey, on air. One drop <laughs> on air. We're on air here. Also, moreover, I was, I'm kind of excited for this result. Not for political reasons, but if you think about it, Lori Lightfoot will be mayor. Tony Preckwinkle will probably keep her position as Cook County Board President. Hopefully, Miss Conyers Irvin won, so then we've got Treasurer and the Lieutenant Governor, all black women. Hash Chicago's yeah, the women in oh, Fox. Let's go. And, and Kim Fox, the state's attorney. Well, some some feathers are ruffled. Yeah, but what we're counting so right now are demographics. I'm going to need y'all to fill it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to the feather ruffle, she's got some feathers to unruffle. She does. Okay. She All does. Right. But I said from a non-political point of yeah. view. Yes. <laughs> With demographics only. Absolutely. I'm excited selfishly for Absolutely. that. It's a historic day. A gay black woman is running Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think well, it's... Probably the way it should be. Low key. <laughs> I mean, white men, y'all had your chance. <laughs> Like it was in my tagline, professional That should be. As we round up here, a couple job fairs. You know, again, our intention is to inspire and be inspired. The age demographic, for those of y'all that don't know, I work for Purpose Workforce Solutions. 
Uh, we are a mentoring and coaching-based staffing firm that focus on disenfranchised students trying to make it into the workforce. And so I always like to throw out a couple of job fairs that are going on because a lot of students I work with are looking for jobs. And I'm sure there's other people out there looking to define, uh, follow their passion, right? A couple job fairs. Alumni UPM USA, it's called Career Fair Access and Networking. It is at Herman Hall in Chicago, address 3241 South Federal State. Again, alumni UPM Universe Papa Mama USA. Next one is Chicago Job Fair. It will be, and I'm sorry, that last one is Tuesday, April 2nd. That passed. I was going to say, isn't that today? <laughs> Wednesday, April 3rd, Chicago Job Fair. Um, it's going to be at the Congress Plaza Hotel and Convention Center, 520 South Michigan Avenue. That's tomorrow, 11 a.m. Also tomorrow at the Daily Herald. It's called the Multiprofessional Job Fair at Pop Poplar Creek Banquets in Hoffman Estates. Those people out west, 2354 West Higgins Road, Hoffman Estates. The last one, Chicago South Job Fair. It's out in Tenley Park, people out south. Hilton Garden in Chicago, address 18335 LaGrange Road, Tenley Park. For those of y'all tuning in for the first time, I really, really appreciate it. Anyone that is sorry tuning about in that. from before. <laughs> what? What I said, sorry about that if it's your first time. If, if it's your first time. <laughs> you were awesome. I'm glad you didn't watch episode one because that one drug. Um, we, you know, we had we had some previous episodes. We're working on fine-tuning. We're hoping to get better every episode. I think a couple of asks of the audience is we're always looking for speakers that are passionate about their career, passionate about what they're doing in life. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine asked me the other day, so is this your new job? <laughs> like, how are you making money? It's like, no, this isn't my new job. I work for Purpose Workforce Solutions. This is what I do for fun. However... Being that it's a nonprofit, our end game, we want to try and start hosting career readiness fairs. Work in progress, working with a couple of workforce development programs. I think our first one will probably be out in Inglewood. I'm looking to try and host one in Oak Park. I don't know if it'll be this summer. We do have a couple of others that we are teeing up. And so, again, the goal is to inspire, be inspired have people be on an open platform where they can speak to their adversity, but also speak to what they love doing, right? We can all go through trials and tribulations in life, but if all that is for nothing, then it means nothing. And so look at what you're shooting for and try and make sure that your daily tasks are built in a systematic way, in a repetitive way, in a habitual way that can align you with what that vision truly is. Um, did you guys have anything you want to add? Anything? Any last words, parting words of wisdom? No, just thanks for coming. Yeah. It's been inspirational. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully it's... I didn't steer anyone wrong. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you, it's you difficult really... to talk about my story because there's no story. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good story. <laughs> it's like... so right? it's, it's what builds people and everyone has their own quote-unquote story, right? And some some people, it's not a story. It's just what I did, right? It's just what I did in the daily grind every day. 
And that's right. what the show is about today is, is really that, that diligence, uh, that persistence, that perseverance. Cons to consistently persistent, the superpower of the mundane. <laughs> I love it. Wow, that was a good ending. <laughs> It's <laughs> the title of my next talk, so I like That's it. That's title. Remember this. <laughs> Remember this, though. If you don't put your passion first, it's real hard to follow your dreams. I'll leave it at that. Principles of passion. Thanks for tuning in. Holla.